Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey everybody, welcome into May on this edition of Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow and myself as we're going to hang out and talk about financial fact or fiction this go around. We're going to have a little bit of fun here. I've got some questions I'm going to lob at Tony and see if he can tell us if these are fact or fiction. Of course, like anything financial related, you can almost always say it depends because it truly does. There's all these little variables, but we're going to try to see if we can get him to, to pin these down just a little bit. And like any of these things we talk about, they're kind of generalities and there's some different varying factors that might play into it. So if you have any questions about something that you hear, please make sure you reach out and have a conversation about your specific situation with Tony and his team at 844-707-7381. But we're going to have some fun with this and see what we had to, see what we get here on Financial Fact or Fiction. Tony, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I am spectacular. You know, it's coming off one of the craziest tax seasons that I've ever been involved in. Uh, that's for even sure. Even more so than the prior year. Even more so than the prior year with all huh. the, with all the last minute tax law changes. No, so that's very true. Yeah, very it, true. it's a wild ride. <laughs> it's the wild west. <laughs> and the IRS and, and and our state anyway, you know, are are just trying to get back to mm. some sort of normalcy. And then, yeah, you know, and then they've been running way behind. And, yeah, I've been hearing so. a lot of states have been duking it out with the feds on how they're doing things yeah. a little bit differently as well. Yeah, uh, some and that's kind of normal, I suppose. But I guess it's been heightened this past year. So yeah. Yeah. Very, very interesting indeed. Well, I'm glad that you're you're basically through it now. So we're we're right at the tail end of it. We're, this is our early March, or excuse me, early May edition. Uh, so I think you got a little bit more to go, but uh, we're almost there. Yeah. So let's do some financial fact or fiction, okay? All right. Now, as I mentioned before, you could probably say it depends on all of these. And if you really need to, feel free to go for it. But all right. it could be in the wording of these statements. So listen carefully and see how you do. Your Social Security can be taxable, fact or fiction. That's fact. I hate to say it, but okay. it is it is a fact, and it it does depend on the income. But it can be taxable, and you got to watch that on your tax return and in your financial situation mm-hmm. quite a bit, because if you go over the limits, you know, meaning that if you have money coming in in retirement from other sources, once you go over a certain limit, depending on your filing status, then that Social Security is taxable. Not a hundred percent of it, only up to eighty five percent of it, but a little bit of more income can cause you to have that taxable. Now these are fairly low limits, so you want it to be taxable. I mean, you know, if you're if you've got any kind of financial plan at all, and and you're living any type of retirement, some of the your Social Security is going to be taxable. Okay, it's going to have to plan on it. Yeah. And a couple of things on this. So, how often do people actually realize that? Because I think it's gotten better over the last few years, but I know many folks just were like, "What? Seriously? Didn't I pay tax on this going in?" Going and, in, which you did, mm-hmm. and that usually affects people the first and second year of retirement when they're mm-hmm. not expecting it. You know, they'll start Social Security, get almost a full year of it, and then not hold anything out on it, and realize eighty-five percent of that was taxable. Now, that's not an eighty-five percent tax rate. You're right. Thank it's you. Yes. The, yeah. yeah, just the amount, you know, 85% is taxable. But if you're in the 20, 25% bracket, you know, that all of a sudden adds to income and, you know, you may end up uh, owing or getting a little less back because of that. I just had it yesterday. I was checking over a lady's tax return and mm-hmm. last year she got a refund. In 2020, she started taking Social Security. She made over the limit and she owed. And of course, she was asking anytime you go from getting a refund to owing, you want to know why. And, you know, so I told her, 
you made enough to where it's taxable and to, we're going to have to plan for that. Or you got to make some estimates or, or withhold out of it. Right. Otherwise every year you're going to. Hmm. Yeah. And so a lot of times it does catch people off guard. They're just not aware of that. It, it is possible. Uh, so, mm-hmm. but you know, again, it's not the end of the world. It's just something to be aware of. So there you go. That one is technically a fact. It can be taxable. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Fact or fiction, Tony, your taxes will likely be lower in retirement. Well, you know, I'm going to say that that is most planners might might disagree because I I think they're going to say that that that's a fact. I I'm going to say that that's fiction because most of the clients I see generally the ones that that have had a, a plan mm-hmm. and now are starting to execute that plan they're making as much or more in retirement than they did when they were uh, working. Okay, and they and all of their uh, deductions have disappeared and the the deductions that they have now. Really are you know charity, uh, medical expenses and things like that that they can't get over thresholds and then all of a sudden it's kind of like well I don't have anything anything to deduct anymore and my taxes are actually a little higher it's not by a lot but I think that a lot of times that can be a fiction and, okay. and like you said at the beginning it, it could go the other way I mean the old adage is well I'm going to be making less therefore I'm going to be in a lower bracket and my taxes are going to be lower but I don't find that as much now right. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, I guess depending on how you're looking at this, Tony, it could be if you're saying total tax, right? right. I think in general, because yes, we're not paying FICA now, typically, right? So if, when you're no longer working, there's maybe in total tax, you're it is less. But if you're talking just the income tax bracket, yeah. uh, that is probably a different, you know, conversation piece there. Okay. Yeah. All right, and uh, I don't know why my computer's beeping, but it is. So (laughs) I can't seem to figure out why to shut it up, but that's okay. We're going to keep rocking and rolling here. Uh, Financial fact or fiction. Uh, This one is, uh, this one I I might let you get away with it depends on this, but term life insurance is better than whole life insurance. Yeah, you didn't give me any clue words. So I I, got to take (laughs) Better's tough, right? I mean, yeah, better is tough. I'm going to say, here's what I tell clients I say, I tell young clients, if, if you really need insurance, Term is so cheap now that you know, if you need it to cover, you know, if you or your spouse dies and you need it to cover expenses, help the family. Term insurance is the better option because it, it's so inexpensive now. And of course, the old adage is, is buy term and invest the difference because whole life and some of the other uh, life insurance policies, you'll pay more. But, you know, you have permanent insurance generally that, you know, you don't have to worry about. I mean, I loaded up on a bunch of term insurance when I was younger, but I'm coming off of that now because the maximum you can go out is 30 years. And then, you know, that term runs out. You, If you outlive the term, now you have no more insurance. Now I'm ending, you know, the, the years I really need it. But I, I think whole life and some of these other life insurance policies still have some value mm. depending on what, what you're looking for. It's not, generally not the most face amount you can buy. It's generally some cash value, some ability to borrow against gotcha. that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, a little more involved. Like a lot of products, Tony, there's pros and cons depending on what you need. So is, there's some yeah. places where one may be better than the other, but the other may be, you know, again, vice versa. So in this situation, yeah. that's a little bit of a trick question there. So it's a little bit yeah, tougher, tough to kinda, tougher to kind of just go fact or fiction on that because the time of life and, and what you're trying to accomplish with that uh, particular product is could make that, you know, a kind of a true or false kind of scenario. So, yeah. uh, all right. Another little tricky one, depending on how much you want to break this down, Medicare will cover most of your medical needs in retirement. And trying to factor fiction, and what are we going to constitute as most? Most, right. Yeah. Yeah, So I was going to ask you. Mm -hmm. But I I would say, 
if you're just going to, you know, random right off the top of your head, that's a fact. It's going to cover most, but how, how much is most, we don't know. And we all, I, I, I would assume, know that there are a lot of gaps uh, with Medicare. And sure. Most people need supplements and things like that to cover those gaps because depending on your health mm-hmm. and your needs, you know, that most could shrink down to, you know, less than 50 to 40% of it, right. know, depending. Because we're talking uh, part A and B, and that's covering your, your hospital stuff and most of yeah. your basic doctor visits, but there is that 80-20 split, right? Yeah. So and that's kind of, yeah, if you're saying that's the general use, but there's nothing for dental, certainly no. nothing for long-term care, you know? No, the, the long-term care is the big one. Yeah. And, you know, Medicare doesn't cover hardly anything there. And then you have to use Medicaid or private pay. Mm-hmm. But most of the people we work with on the financial planning side, mm-hmm. we, we really make sure that, you know, they're, they're covered all the way around should right. they, they want to be. And almost everybody wants to be because boy, they get, the retirees do not like spending all their money on healthcare and you know, they, who would, that's right? a big cost. Yeah. Exactly. For yeah. Exactly. And so there's a lot of little, I mean, it's Medicare can be a great system. Don't you know, definitely for sure, but there's definitely sure. some gaps in there. So you want to make sure you're having a conversation with an advisor on how to fill those gaps and how to cover some of those differences. If you feel like Medicare is going to cover just about everything you need, eh, a good chunk of it, but there's still some things that it definitely doesn't. I mean, something as simple as eye care because it's a surgery like cataracts, it helps with, but not just normal eye care visits. You know, so like yeah, going to the eye it, doctor doesn't count, but eye surgery does. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the Medicare is a whole niche. It, it, it's crazy yeah. what they what they do and don't cover. I mean, you, you really have to work with it every day to uh, you, to understand, you know, some of those gaps and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yep. And, and, and the normal client, the normal person's not going to know that. And so you really want to make sure that, that you, you know, that you're covered because yep. that, that, you got to have it. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of firms actually wind up having a Medicare specialist or mm-hmm. they'll they'll freelance with someone who will come in to help sometimes when you have to really get into the nitty gritty of it because it is, yeah, it's definitely its own animal unto itself for sure. All yeah. right, uh, let's do one more here. Fact or fiction. This one's kind of fun. I think some of these, Tony, too, you could also apply a timeline. Maybe yeah. sometime before 2000, maybe some of these might have been more fact than fiction or vice versa. But uh, as you get older, we should probably gradually shift from stocks to bonds. Fact or fiction? Well, I, the, I think the old adage is uh, that sh- that was a fact, you know, because people, you know, as they get to the end, you know, don't have time to make up for in the gyrations in the stock market. Mm-hmm. However, right. I'm going to say in these days, and I've been telling clients this for about eight years now, uh-huh. that that's fiction. Okay. You know, because all I've got to do is show them what, you know, if we go into bonds, <laughs> right. here's what you're going to get. And they're pretty and volatile you, right now too. So Yeah, they're volatile. They're not paying anything. And, you know, can you live on this? And most people say, absolutely not. I can't do that. Of course, yeah. they're, you know, I get some people saying, well, where's, where, what happened to the eight percent bonds? I said, hey, boy, you've been <laughs> you've been out of it a while. You're going to uh, call up 1986. Yeah, <laughs> and so they still think they can get you know three or four or five percent on their savings account. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, you know, we do go over things with them, and and you know, we we tell them, you know, you you have to be the one to decide. But right. I think you need a, a little higher mix of stocks than in the older days because I think we're living longer and sure. we've got inflation. You know, things are going up. And, you know, you, it, it's just going to erode your purchasing power and which is going to lead to not that great of an existence over time. But right. you, know, you, you have some clients that just say, you know what, I, I can't sleep at night unless I have FDIC insurance. And if that's the case, then we show them where they're at and 
you know, try to make the best of it. Well, but I, let me let me ask but, you, Tony. So if if you were saying like you know used to be the case, and you kind of maybe lean towards fact that way, if the idea was, and this was the classic idea, was that shifting from stocks to bond was to reduce risk, right? So we would right. want to keep some money uh, in the in the market to outpace inflation, but we were going to peel some risk off the table. Well, there's other ways to do that. It doesn't have to necessarily be bonds, right? There's other vehicles out there. If you want to de-risk, you could certainly talk to an advisor about. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of different options out there that. Yeah, I can get you somewhere in you know between a lot of market risk and then and then bonds and and really you know get a little hybrid type of model exactly. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something to certainly you know think about. So that's kind of along the lines of the classic sixty forty portfolio. Yeah, uh, and yeah. that's just not necessarily the case nowadays as much as it used to be. So again, every situation's a bit different. So you know you want to have the conversation to say it doesn't have to all be people. We talk about this often, Tony. People feel like. Well, it's either got to be in the market or in cash. I mean, it's pretty much right. my only two options. It's like, no, there's a yeah. lot of other things. There were so many kinds of investment vehicles in the financial world. It's it's kind of staggering, actually. Today it is. I yeah. mean, from back when I when I first started in the business, well, in even before I started back in like '87, mm-hmm. the the amount of different product options today are it, it's mind boggling compared to back back then. Yeah, and it, and you know. Most products, in my mind, generally uh, will fit some sort of investment purpose. Now, that's it's not for everybody. Right. You know, I think right. I think some people get out there and they're watching the news and they see the latest and greatest this or that, and they just feel well. I, if it's out, I should have it, and that that's definitely not the case. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Agreed. Especially in retirement. Especially in retirement. Yeah. So it's all about finding the right mix of things for you. And some of these things are definitely you know some of these things are facts. Some of these things are fiction. Some of these things definitely could go with it. It depends. Uh, but every situation is unique. So make sure you're having a conversation. Uh, but just some basic things to remember when it comes to this week's show. Uh, hopefully you found that interesting. Uh, Social Security can be taxable. A lot of people are surprised by that. Things of that nature. So as always, follow up with a qualified professional like Tony. He's a CFP certified financial professional as well as an EA uh, here in the uh, in the Des Moines area, but also just kind of he's got clients all over the place. So if you need some help, you caught this podcast, subscribe to it to catch future episodes on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever you're using. Uh, just hit the little heart button, I think, on Apple to subscribe, things of that nature. Uh, you can also find all of that and learn more about Tony and his team at yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. You can check him out online and learn more and reach out to him, maybe schedule some time to talk, whatever that might look like for you. All right, my friend, thanks for hanging out with me this week and playing Financial Factor Fiction. Hope you have a great week and looking forward to talking to you soon. All right. Thanks, Mark. We'll catch you later, folks, here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow from Tax Doctor Inc., serving you here in the greater Des Moines area. We'll talk to you next time on the show. Stay safe and sane, folks. We'll catch you later. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency.